Welcome to Zikru Daf Simanim. I'm Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Zikrus Ksubis Daf Ein Vav, seventh parak Hamadir. The Zikru Mesechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. The Gemara brings a third interpretation of the Mishnah on Daf Ein Hey Amanal, where the Rish is a case when the Kala's blemishes were discovered in her father's house, and the Safe is a case where they were discovered when she was in her husband's house. Rashi explains that the following interpretation from Ravashi explains the entire Mishnah, according to the view of Ramagam Leel, that a chazaka of a body is sufficient to exact money from another. Ravashi said, Resha manula abba biyadcha. The Resha, where she's still in her father's house, is equivalent to someone saying, You owe my father a mana. Since the girl is only Mekudeshes, and if she were to get divorced, the Ksuba would go to her father, as she's still a minor, the claimant against the husband is her father. Therefore, the chazaka of her body cannot be used to support his claim. Seifa manulibiyadcha. The seifa, where the defect is discovered after she's married, is equivalent to someone saying, You owe me a mana, since in that case the Ksuba is paid to her. Therefore, her chazaka supports her claim to the Ksuba. Rabach braid Rabavia unsuccessfully challenges Ravashi. Point number two, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Hamachli par if someone exchanges a cow for a donkey, umashach balachamor esapara, and the original owner of the donkey pulled the cow to affect the Kenyan, but the owner of the cow did not have a chance to pull the donkey before the donkey died, as it was in a different location at the time, and he now claims that the donkey died before the cow was pulled, so that the Kenyan never took effect, it's on the owner of the donkey to bring proof that his donkey was still alive at the time the cow was pulled. If he cannot prove it, he must return the cow to its original owner. Tosas explains that even though the donkey owner has the advantage that the doubt arose in the cow owner's rishus since it took place after the transaction, and the donkey had a chazaka of being alive, nonetheless he must prove the donkey was alive at the time of the transaction. Since the whole Kenyan is questionable, because the donkey may have already been dead at the time, the cow is assigned to its marakama, its last definite owner. Shmuel's statement concludes, Vatana tuna kala, and the town of our Mishnah teaches this principle regarding the kala. The Gemara will analyze this final statement. And pointing with you, the Mishnah said that the Chumim said that the rulings were stated, with regard to defects in unexposed parts of the body. Rav Nachman said, an epilepsy, Procedures cause the woman to fall to the ground is like defects in unexposed parts of the body. The Gemara clarifies, This is only when the condition has a fixed time so the woman can conceal it by not going out. But if the time is not fixed, it's like a defect in an exposed part of her body since her condition is probably known. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings a third interpretation of the Mishan Daf Ein Heyamanov, where the Rasha is a case when the Kala's blemishes were discovered in her father's house, and the Seva is a case where they were discovered when she was in her husband's house. Rashi explains that the following interpretation from Ravashi explains the entire Mishnah, according to the view of Ramagam Leel, that a chazaka of a body is sufficient to exact money from another. Ravashi said, Rasha manula abba biyadcha. The Rasha, where she's still in her father's house, is equivalent to someone saying, You owe my father a mana. Since the girl is only Mekudeshes, and if she were to get divorced, the Ksuba would go to her father, as she's still a minor, the claimant against the husband is her father. Therefore, the chazaka of her body cannot be used to support his claim. Seifa manali biyadcha. The seifa, where the defect is discovered after she's married, is equivalent to someone saying, You owe me a mana, since in that case the Ksuba is paid to her. Therefore, her chazaka supports her claim for the Ksuba. Rabach braid Rabavia unsuccessfully challenges Ravashi. Point number two, Rav Yudah said in the name of Shmuel, Hamachli par if someone exchanges a cow for a donkey, umashach bala chamor esapara, and the original owner of the donkey 
pulled the cow to affect the Kenyan, but the owner of the cow did not have a chance to pull the donkey before the donkey died, as it was in a different location at the time, and he now claims that the donkey died before the cow was pulled, so that the Kenyan never took effect, it's on the owner of the donkey to bring proof that his donkey was still alive at the time the cow was pulled. If he cannot prove it, he must return the cow to its original owner. Tosas explains that even though the donkey owner has the advantage that the doubt arose in the cow owner's rishus since it took place after the transaction, and the donkey had a chazaka of being alive, nonetheless he must prove the donkey was alive at the time of the transaction. Since the whole Kenyan is questionable, because the donkey may have already been dead at the time, the cow is assigned to its marakama, its last definite owner. Shmuel's statement concludes, and the town of our Mishnah teaches this principle regarding the kala. The Gemara will analyze this final statement. And pointing with you, the Mishnah said that the Chumim said that the rulings were stated with regard to defects in unexposed parts of the body. Rav Nachman said, and epilepsy, where seizures cause the woman to fall to the ground, is like defects in unexposed parts of the body. The Gemara clarifies, this is only when the condition has a fixed time, so the woman can conceal it by not going out. But if the time is not fixed, it's like a defect in an exposed part of her body, since her condition is probably known. All right, so now we go to our Simradav Ein Vav, and this one was suggested to us by Yeshua Eisenberg, who suggested that Ein Vav is an IV bag, or IV tube, intravenous bag or tube. So here goes. The newly married nurse with the IV bag, who just told her husband who discovered her moom, Manili Biyadcha, ignored the pleas of a donkey owner to hook it up to his dead donkey so he could try to keep a newly acquired cow, and brought instead to the young woman who had an epileptic seizure. Once again, slow motion. The newly married nurse with the IV bag, IV bag, that must be more enough, Ein Vav. The newly married nurse with the IV bag who just told her husband who discovered her moom, Manali Biyadcha, which reminds us Ravashi interpreted the Mishan Daf Ein Hamanov to be the ratio where she's still in her father's house is equivalent to someone saying, Manali Biyadcha, you owe my father a mana. Since the girl is only Mukudeshes, and if she were to get divorced, the Ksuba would go to her father, and she's still a minor, the claimant against her husband is her father. Therefore, the Chazaka of her body cannot be used to support his claim. And the safer where the defect is discovered after she's married is equivalent to someone saying, you owe mana, since in that case the ksuba is paid to her. Therefore, her chazaka supports her claim for the ksuba. So the newly married nurse with the ivy bag who just told her husband who discovered her moom, Manalibiyadcha, ignored the pleas of a donkey owner to hook it up to his dead donkey so he could try to keep a newly acquired cow. Which reminds review is said in the name of Shmuel, Amachli Parabachamor, if someone exchanges a cow for a donkey, Mashach Balchamor, a para, and the original owner of the donkey pulled the cow to affect the Kenyan, but the owner of the cow did not have a chance to pull the donkey before the donkey died, as it was in a different location at the time, and he now claims that the donkey died before the cow was pulled, so that the Kenyan never took effect. It's on the owner of the donkey to bring proof that his donkey was still alive at the time the cow was pulled. If he could not prove it, he must return the cow to its original owner. So, the newly married nurse with the ivy bag who just told her husband who discovered her moom, Manali Biyadcha, ignored the pleas of a donkey owner to hook it up to his dead donkey so he could try to keep a newly acquired cow, and brought it instead to the young woman who had an epileptic seizure. Which reminds us, the Mishnah had stated that the Chumim said that the rulings were stated, but Mumi Shabbat with regards to defects in unexposed parts of the body. 
Nachman said, And epilepsy, where seizures cause the woman to fall to the ground, is like defects in unexposed parts of the body. And the Gemara clarifies that this is only when the condition has a fixed time, so the woman can conceal it by not going out. But if the time is not fixed, it's like a defect in an exposed part of her body, since her condition is probably known. So once again, the newly married nurse with the IV bag, who just told her husband to discover her womb, Ignore the pleas of a donkey owner to hook it up to his dead donkey so he could try to keep a newly acquired cow and brought it instead to the young woman who had an epileptic seizure. All right, now it's time to go to our four blah bach hazara. Dafaim base. So the symbol of Dafaim base is a thick piece of cake. So here goes. The man who put down his thick piece of birthday cake, thick piece of birthday cake, that must mean we're on Dafaim base. The man who put down the thick piece of birthday cake outside and went into the house of the Avel, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa, or to say, what's the meaning of that which is written in Kohelis? Toba lech is al base evil, malech is al base mishta. It's better to go to house of mourning than to house of feasting. Ba'asher who so called adam, l'chayitin alibo, for that is the end of all man, and the living should take it to heart. What does it mean that the living should take it to heart? Devarim shalmisa, they should take to heart matters of death. The Gemara explains that this means that he should take to heart that what he does for the mace, such as eulogizing, bearing, or crying over him, will eventually be done for him when his time comes. So the man who put down the thick piece of birthday cake outside and went into the house of the Avel saw the deceased woman's head basket on the mantle, which reminds us the requirement for wearing a head covering is a derisa and learned from the Parsha of Sota. But mid a woman is able to go out with a kasa, a head basket, but according to Das Yehudas, it's prohibited to go out with it since it allows her hair to be seen through the spaces in the weave. Das Yehudas requires a more effective head covering. So the man who put down the thick piece of birthday cake outside and went into the house of the Avel saw the deceased woman's headbasket on the mantle and listened to her children sadly explain that their father divorced her when he discovered she made a netter not to eat meat or wear color clothing, which reminds us the next mission states that if a man is Mekadosh a woman on condition that she's not under vows and it's later found out that she is under vows, she's not Mekadosh as it was taught in Bryce that the mission was referring to the following types of Nadarim. Dvarim shall inui nefesh, matters of self-denial, that she won't eat meat, that she won't drink wine, or that she'll not adorn herself with colored clothes. Dafein Gimel, so the similar Dafein Gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The ostrich farmer who was Mekadosh a woman with a giant ostrich egg, giant ostrich egg, that must be run Dafein Gimel. The ostrich farmer was Makadash a woman with a giant ostrich egg with a tanai she had no nadarim written on it, which reminds us it was stated kitcha al tanai knasastam. One is Makadash a woman with a tanai, but married her without a tanai. Rav says, Srika menaget, the marriage is valid and she therefore requires a get, but Shmuel says, Ain't it Srika menaget, the marriage is not valid and therefore does not require a get. Abai said, Rav's reason is, Lefishain adam osta bilas nus, that a man does not let his bia be considered a bia of znus. Rush explains that if he had waived his earlier tanai, then not only would the marriage be valid, but she would also be entitled to her ksuba. So the ostrich farmer was Makadash a woman with a giant ostrich egg with a tanai. She had no nandarim written on it, and then took the egg back when he divorced her after Arison and married her again without the egg. Which reminds us, Abai revises a statement made by Rabbah to say, The Malchokes between Rabbah and Shmuel is regarding an error involving one woman that is like an error involving two women. Rush explains that the cases where one was Makadish a woman with a Tanai that she does not have any Nadarim and then divorced her during Arison, he then took her back and married her without any Tanai. And then it was discovered that she had Nadarim. So the ostrich farmer was Makadish a woman with a giant ostrich egg with a Tanai she had no Nadarim written on it and then took the egg back when he divorced her after Arison and married her again without the egg. Could not tell from his father's silence if that meant 
he consented to the condition which reminds us, Abai challenged Rabbah from a rice of the Tat, if a man said to a woman, Behold, I am having relations with you, as condition on condition that my father consent, even when it turns out that the father did not consent, she is Mekudeshes. The Gemara says that the Tanakhama holds that the man really meant on condition that the father will remain silent and not object, and the father remains silent. Therefore, the condition is valid. Rabbi Shimon Yehuda holds that he really means Amenas Shiyomer Abahen, on condition that the father will say yes, and the father did not say yes. Therefore, the condition is invalid. Dafain Dal, so the Simra Dafain Dal, it is an aid, a witness. So here goes. The confused aidim, aidim, that must be learned of Ein Dalin, aid. The confused aidim to the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him tuna zuz, but didn't, which reminds us, Chalitza Mutes is Kosha Omer Lachot Zla, Amanashetitim Lacham, Zuz, wherever the Yavim was told, perform Chalitza in order that the Yavama gives you tuna zuz. Rav Achabrein Rav Ika said, why is the Chalitza valid? It's because the Avid Maisa Achuli Achli Tanai. Since he performed an act without reiterating the Tanai, it must mean he was Mocha on the Tanai. Here too, where he was Makadash al Tanai, but had beer without reiterating the Tanai, he must have been Mocha on the Tanai. So the confused aid into the Chalitza Mutes, where the Yavim was told the Yavama would pay him 200 zuz, but didn't, were taught the Parsha B'nai God and B'nai Ruvain to understand why the Tanai was invalid, which reminds us, Ravacha explained why the Chalitza case is different. Since all Tanaim are learned from the Tanai that motion made with B'nai God and B'nai Ruvain, a Tanai must resemble that original Tanai and be able to be carried out by a Shaliach, just like Moshe made Yehoshua his Shaliach. Tanai the Lev Shalikayumi Adei Shaliach Luhavi Tanai, Tanai that cannot be carried out by a shaliach is not a valid tanai, and a chalitz cannot be done by a shaliach. Therefore, no tanai can be attached to it. So, the confused aid him to the chalitz of mutes, where the yavim was told the yavama would pay him 200 zuz, but didn't, were taught the parchment they got him in a ruben to understand why the tanai wasn't valid. By a doctor and a chacham called in as backup to try to help a woman with a physical defect, and a vow. Which reminds us, it was taught in Brights regarding a case where the husband was Makadish a woman on condition that she had no vows or physical defects. If she went to a Chacham and he was Matir the Neder, she's Mekudeshes. If she went to a doctor who healed her, she's not Mekudeshes. What's the difference? Chacham okra san neder mikaro varofa enumarape el mikanul haba. A Chacham uproots the Neder retroactively from its very inception, while a doctor cures the defect only moving forward. Daf ein hei. So the similar Daf ein hei is an Amaharts. So here goes. It was a match made in heaven in the short as an end. Ama arts. Ama arts. That must be more enough. Ein hey. It was a match made in heaven in the short as an end. Ama arts. Who come wool as a profession. Which reminds us, the Gemara teaches that women prefer to be married than being alone, even if it means marrying someone who's exceptionally short or has a repulsive profession like combing wool. So it was a match made in heaven when the short as an end Ama arts, who combed wool as a profession, met the sweaty woman with the mole who had bad breath, which reminds us, the Mishnah had said, that disqualified Kohanim from their avodah are considered blemishes for a marriage when the husband was Makadashah with the tonight that there be no blemishes. They added the following defects for marriage, which are not defects for Kohanim, perspiration, a mole, and bad breath. So, it was a match made in heaven when the short as an end Amaharetz, who combed wool as a profession, met the sweaty woman with the mole who had bad breath, and somehow he didn't notice her blemishes until she was already 
in his house, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If physical blemishes were found in her after her erison, but while she was still in her father's house, the father must bring proof that they came to her after erison, so that it's the husband's field that was flooded, so to speak. If she entered the rishus of her husband before they were found, the husband must bring proof that they were there before, and his acquisition was an acquisition made in error. Moazah says the ratio reflects the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua and the safe of the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel. Alright, so now it's time to conclude their 10 question pop quiz. Number one, which did the Ulina Chalitza Mute says where the woman said she would give the Yavah money to do the Chalitza, but then doesn't? That's on Duff. Eindal. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we discuss the case of doing a Kenyan Khalifan with a cow and a donkey? And after Mashika was done on the cow, it was discovered that the donkey had died. That's on Duff. Good number three. Which of the when the moon for a woman includes perspiration, a mole, or bad breath? That's on duff. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn that epileptic seizures that come at set times are considered a moon shibasaser, a concealed moon? That's on duff. Good number five. Which stuff do we have a mochokas if a father's silence to a son's condition reflects his consent or not? That's on duff. Ayn Gimel. Good number six. Which of the learn that a woman is over Das Yehudas if she wears a kalasa, a head basket? That's on Duff. Ayn Bez. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn that women prefer to be married than single, even if it means marrying someone who's short as an ant or combs wool as a profession? That's on Duff. Ayn Hey. Good number eight. Which of the learn that since Chalitza cannot be accomplished through a shaliach, a tonight cannot be attached to it? That's on Duff. I'm dog. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn if the wife's mumin are discovered in her husband's house? She can say, Manali biyadcha. That's on daf. I'm vav. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do you learn the difference when the woman's mum is discovered in her father's house versus after she enters her husband's rishos? That's on daf. Ein hey. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zich. Wishing you a great day and great learning.